Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You know what I've noticed? What's that? All right, you've gone for, you've had this, you've had this sickness. You've had this cold. You've yeah, been okay. down with the sickness. I've been down right? with the sickness. Good so job, you've got good this, job. You've, you've had this cough and it's been plaguing you. Mm-hmm. You had to preach last week because I was having my issues. Yep. And yep. then now you're scheduled to preach anyway, so you're preaching again. Yep. Now the... The, the two things that have been happening, right? One is when you laugh, you laugh like Seth Rogen Stop now, it. which it's is very true. funny. The, the second thing is now your voice has gotten deeper and it sounds cooler. Oh, yes, there we you go. hear that? Wow. Yeah. I like it. It sounds good. Welcome to NPR. Ooh. Oh. Dang, it says you hear that. That does sound that good. sounds good. I like that. You guys, all right, now, listen, all right. Listen, I brought you a gift. Oh, here I we go. I brought you a gift. Now, it's a Ricola. It is. It is. I knew it. It is. I, as but, soon as you said that. Now, now listen. Now, listen. I'm not not the old school Ricola where okay. it, like, it tastes like uh, antifreeze or something. All right. Like these are cherry honey. Oh. They are Thank amazing. You. They common. are amazing. It's like when I went through like three weeks of having the same thing that mm-hmm. you got. And um, and so I've tried all these different kinds. Oh, thank you. Those. Joe, there you go. Good. Three same, of them? Yeah. I gave you three. So you, you well, save them later. You have more? I know. I just you try them if you like them. I know. But then why, then, why, then it's twenty five cents a piece. Why? Why is it? It's free. Free for now. It's not really like. It's not useful. What do you mean? Well, you could give me more than just three to taste it to see if you like it. Yeah, well, you, and then if you it, like it, if you believe it at that much, then you would just. But give you it might to not me. know. You're you're particular. No, what, 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 you I, are particular. I'm just saying, this is kind of a waste. Three. What? Okay, here. Let me see him. No, I just can't believe you. I just can't believe you. That would be like that. In great. You know, I just can't. You know, if you believe in this product so much, I do. Ricola. Cherry honey. Because I've also got Ricola. Oh, you got the wrong kind. I got, got the lemon. Yeah. I got the lemon one. So I will that, put mine up against that any day. Well, you know, if you like I said, if you believe in it, you should have got okay. me more. Okay, well, that's a taste. If you like it, I got more. Oh, okay, good. 25 bring, cents bring, a piece. No, no, no. no yeah, that's get, how it bring, works. Bring, bring, bring listen, bring I, I, know how, I know how to slang, you know. How to how to what? Slang how to that, slang? How to slang that rock. Sling? It's no slang. Sling? No, it's slang. <laughs> no, you no it's, sling? it's totally slang. Listen, if, if I was slinging, then that would be, you know... You know, illicit. I'm slanging. You don't go to the. I'm slanging it. <laughs> you know you're wrong too. I'm not wrong. You go good, good. Urban Dictionary. All right. Yeah. Slang. Er, all right. Urban. What are we talking about today? Right. Hey, man. We're gonna. Oh, you know. First of all, before we even get into this. All right. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Happy it's holidays. Christmas Eve. You know, and um, I know we had. Uh, you know, I think uh, Thursday's episode was pretty heavy for people. You know, talking about the the controversy that you know has been swirling around this area here with a. Uh, local mega church. And, um, you know, that's not what we do a lot. We, you know, that's been pressing on us and it's been getting a lot of attention. So we thought we would talk to uh, Julie Royce, who, uh, yeah. Royce, who is local here as well and hear her kind of talk about not just what's going on there, but kind of you know, her place. All right. Urban Dictionary has slang. Yeah, I told you. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to the hippie tour to slang burritos and my art. See? All right. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> uh, I want to be recognized for my, uh, my my urban IQ right oh. now. I want to be I want to be recognized for my urban it's IQ. It's kind of hard to recognize you mm-hmm. with your urban IQ with yeah. those granny glasses. I don't have granny glasses. These, oh. these are cool glasses. These oh, glasses why don't we look are at that chain. Let's look at those. Chain. Okay, I do have. Let's talk I about d- that I granny do, chain. First of all, okay, I keep losing my glasses. Like, you know, I don't like to wear them on my face. I put mm-hmm. them on so I can see, but then I don't like them being there, so I take yeah. them off. Yeah, and I lose them a lot, a lot, a lot, often, all the time. Yeah, so. All- 
every of the time. I got a granny chain to go around my glasses. So now when I take them off, they just hang right there. Look at that. Isn't that cool? No, it's not. Yeah, it's super no, cool. It's not cool. Yeah. It is not it's cool. A, I got the guy. Now here, if you notice, the silver beads are actual skulls. Yeah, I see the skulls. They're the skulls. skulls. That's the cool. Skulls, all right. Yeah. The skulls, all right. But I got my granny. You, know, you, 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 you can't sit there and talk about oh by urban IQ. Oh, nobody in the your... urban core has a granny chain? No. How about the grannies? Uh, no, they're out. Oh, stop it. They're out. All right. So we are now, though, today, it's uh, it's Monday. We're going to uh, talk about the 1689 on this Christmas Eve. Um, and you ready for tonight? Uh, yeah, I'm preaching. Yeah. Yeah, you man. Ready? It's going to be good. I'm ready. All, oh, the, all what, you, what, what, are you, what are you preaching on? Mom's spaghetti. Never forgetty? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, you know the refrain. Uh, today, we're in 1689, chapter eight, paragraphs seven and eight. All right. Now, we're not going to spend time on seven because we've already talked a bit about the natures of Christ. We really are eager, Jimmy and I, to get into paragraph eight. So, Jimmy, why don't you start with paragraph seven? Sure. Uh, paragraph seven. Christ, in the work of mediation, acts according to both natures, by each nature doing that which is proper to itself, yet by reason of the unity of the person, that which is proper to one nature is sometimes in Scripture attributed to the person denominated by the other nature. Great. So, we've already talked about this a bit. Yeah. Um, so we would encourage you guys to spend time here, do a lot of supplemental reading. Um, for now, let's just say that we have one person with two natures, and it is the person who acts, right? Sometimes in accordance with the uh, – hang on. I'm getting a notification from Pastor Brian. Uh, sometimes – I told you that was covered. Sometimes, <laughs> Brian. But he knows I'm working. So, yeah, you know, yeah. as I said yesterday, I was working. I told you. So he knows um, – he knows. He got me all confused. Uh, so Christ is, is in his – work right was uh was always acting as one person yeah. but uh the 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 acting was in accordance with a particular nature and so we we read that we can link back to the previous episodes on uh, that if i remember to put it yeah, in the yeah. show don't notes. don't I'm say not, you're going to link back it'll definitely be in the no, show quit notes talking about show notes i promise it'll be in the show no, notes no no listen whatever's in the show notes is what you get Just, yeah there you yeah. go exactly there you go exactly. so stop you're welcome. so stop saying hey it's going to be the show notes cuz okay. i promise then, i'll put a picture of my granny chain in the show notes how about that don't even do that. Don't even do that. <laughs> but I always have it with me. Oh, dude, you're you're gonna forget. It's so you're good. You're gonna forget. I love my granny Chang. You're gonna forget. All right. So, but let's do let's look at chapter eight. We want to go right. here because it's such a packed paragraph. Yes. And every clause is really meaningful. And it's the kind of paragraph that you could spend a, a you know just weeks a lot in, of time weeks yeah. in, uh, just going clause by clause. So you know, again, we'll talk about this at the end, but we want you to use this this confession even if you're not a reformed baptist we want you to use this confession or the westminster or the savoy uh we just like the 1689 better because it has less errors in it uh than the oh. westminster you know <laughs> so no we, we want you to use this devotionally not just as a reference material but a, a, as devotional material to help you to understand know worship and follow christ um okay so 1689 chapter 8 paragraph 8 says this to all those for whom Christ has obtained eternal redemption, he does certainly and effectually apply and communicate the same, making intercession for them, uniting them to himself by his spirit, revealing to them in and by his word the mystery of salvation, persuading them to believe and obey, governing their hearts by his word and spirit, and overcoming all their enemies by his almighty power and wisdom in such a manner and ways as are most consonant to his wonderful and unsearchable dispensation and all of free and absolute grace without any condition foreseen in them to procure it. Mm. 
Man, okay, nothing is more beautiful than scripture. Yeah. But among the writings of uninspired men, I love the 1689, man. No, so good. It so just, packed, so powerful. So let's just go through this clause by clause okay. and and just make, make some observations and encourage people, uh, you know, how to think about this. And, and at the end, we'll talk about why it's, it's so valuable and how we can really make more of it uh, in an experiential sense. Okay, so to start off, uh, to all those for whom Christ has obtained eternal redemption. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So uh, to, to everyone... No, no, yeah. That got, yeah. yeah. So, so to all, to all, all, says all, 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 means, all universe and world people. Yes. All that, peoples. No exceptions. Just, or it's, well, it says to all those for whom Christ has obtained eternal redemption. Oh. So I guess it does limit it yeah, like, a little like, bit. Like, oh, like there's some limited atonement? There's, there's some limited aspect to uh, the, the, the scope of, of Christ's redemptive work. Like it's just for those that maybe have been chosen or yeah. elected? Yeah, because it says, to all those for whom Christ has obtained eternal, that means that there is a people for whom Christ has obtained eternal redemption, and, and they for are people pe- that have not. Yep, obtained. that's that's uh, that's implied right in there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh. To all those for whom Christ has obtained eternal redemption, He does certainly and effectually apply and communicate the same. So there appear to be two groups. There are there are those for whom Christ has obtained eternal redemption. Correct. And then there's a group that Christ has not. Okay. And um, this is not <clears throat> controversial, right? In, in the sense that all Orthodox Christians believe that there are some who will perish in hell for their sins and others yes. who will receive eternal life and exist uh, in God's grace forever um, because of his mercy. Um, but here we have a finer point being put on it that that it's not just that, well, some are going to heaven and some are going to hell. Some are a people for whom Christ has obtained eternal redemption. And for those people, yeah, those particular people, he does certainly and effectually apply and communicate that work. That's right. So <clears throat> what are some passages of scripture that, that come to mind when we start to think about, well, there are, there are those yeah. that he has obtained redemption for, and then he has, there's this guarantee that he will apply uh, his, is saving work to them. What what passages come to mind? I think of uh, John six thirty seven. Right, uh, mm-hmm. all that the Father gives me will come to me. So all that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Okay, so let's just walk it, walk, walk, walk through that. Right. All right. Yeah. So, so first, there are who those that the Father gives me. Oh, so those that the Father has chosen. Yes. Yes, clearly this is a reference to uh, the agreement made between Father and Son in eternity past. The covenant um, of redemption. Right, right. So this is the Father is giving to Jesus a particular people. Yes. And when those people come to him. Jesus says, I will never cast out. Uh, what does it mean to come to Jesus? Uh, faith. Okay. To, to yeah. believe in his name. Right. This is not complicated. Jesus no. talks about this all the time. Yeah. So. This is not like, well, God is going to give me everybody and of the ones who come and then decide at that point to believe I will receive and never cast out. That's not the picture. God has chosen a group. He has presented them to Christ. Christ dies for those people. Uh, You know, God has given them. They believe in Christ. Christ receives them. He doesn't let them pass. Um, Jesus prays about this in John 17, 9, right? He he says, I'm not praying for the world. I'm only praying for those that you have given me, for they are yours. Um, 
So I think this is not controversial for the Calvinists, but it rubs no. some theologians and some people the wrong way because they, you know, they don't like the idea. We've already talked at length about the doctrine of election. But it's, again, it's here. It's very clear that Jesus is not only going to effectually apply the, his work of redemption to every person that has been given to him by the Father, but he also lives to make intercession for them. Yeah, he's interceding on their behalf, on our behalf right now. I mean that that to me is 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 a powerful statement, right? It's a powerful. Didn't you preach uh, on this? Did I? Yeah, at some point. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Probably. I wasn't listening. You know, I you know when you when you preach as much as I do. Yeah. Just the the, the breath of scripture. I'm sure you. I'm sure I hate it. Yeah. You, you, have, you, you have to download a lot of material from SermonCentral.com. Is that what you have to do? Uh, yeah, I don't do Sermon Central because yeah. people could find that easily. Yeah. Uh, what do you easily. do? Uh, Sermon City. Oh, I've never heard of that exactly. one. Oh, that's a good exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah, it's on the dark web. <laughs> that's on the dark, dark web. That is that is down there. But yeah, that that he is he's interceding for you and I right say, now. Say it plainly for like maybe there's like a Christian here who's like, all right, I started listening to these guys. I heard them do this interview. Kind of got me into the podcast. What do you talk about? Jesus making intercession for us. What say that plainly for people to understand who maybe aren't as familiar. Yeah, I mean uh, that that right now that the that Jesus died. He rose, he ascended, he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and he's praying for you and I that Whoa. that we would that we would continue, that we would persevere, mm-hmm. that that uh, uh, that we would draw close to him. Yeah. I mean that he is he is praying for you. It's not like, and it's so much more than you know. Oh, I, I pray for Joe to to stay strong. I mean, this is this is Christ. Praying for you. Right. The scripture says the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Right. Exactly. Perfect prayer. Perfect prayer. Uh, A prayer that is always in conformity with the will of the Father. Correct. A prayer that is, you know, uh, not tainted by unbelief. Like he he is. And again, this goes back to that. He's not hedging his bets. Right. Like, Uh, uh, if if you so desire. I don't don't know, but, you know, probably a good idea. You know, it might be good. I'm not really sure if you want to. Maybe sort of kind of. Okay. Be nice. Amen. <laughs> stop. There's your Seth no! Rogen laugh. There's your. Here, listen. No, stop it. Oh, I hate you. I hate you so much. You had that on standby waiting. That's what you sound like. That. I hate you so much. <laughs> that is the best ever. All right. So, yeah, you sound like Seth Rogen when you laugh with that cold. Um,. So yeah, I love that. I love that. Just just to say, Jesus prays for you is awesome. And um, so okay, so it says uh, making intercession for them, uniting them to Himself by His Spirit. So one of the things that Jesus does is um, He unites these people that for whom He has obtained eternal eternal redemption. He unites them to Himself, and this so this is the idea of union with Christ, which is at the heart of not just like. Um, Paul's theology in in the New Testament. This is mm-hmm. this is really what Reformed scholars would say is the heart of Reformed theology. Um, that our union with Christ is the is of the essence of our of our gospel hope. Now, um, you, you read about this like in Ephesians, right? You, you, yeah. When you read the book of Ephesians, it is it is in Him, like in Jesus, in Jesus, in Him we have obtained uh, redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. You know, in Him we have obtained an inheritance. Um, in Him we were sealed with the Holy Spirit. You get the idea, right? In Him, united to Jesus. Yeah. So we, when we talk about this united, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do, what do we talk about? What, do, what does it mean to be united to Christ? 
well, it's 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 being united and it feels so good. That's what oh. I wanted to say. Yeah. Oh, like, like <laughs> reunite. <laughs> oh, I'm making you cough. That was pretty good. All right. It so, took me a moment. I was yeah. like, wait, uh, re- oh, yeah, that is. was pretty good. That was but pretty so, good. yeah, no, uh, union with Christ yeah. is, um, it is this spiritual union. That's what it is. It's this spiritual union between Jesus and his people. And it is from that union that we derive every, every benefit, every blessing. Um, it is, uh, it is real. It is, um, it is, it is experiential. Okay. Um, and it is, uh, and it, it basically it's, if you read the scripture, you can see it talked about in different ways, right? So, uh, we read about how we are united to Christ in terms of we are in him. Yeah. Uh, we also read about our union with Christ, about how Christ is in us. Oh, and okay. that, that one's better. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it's got to be. If he's in us, us and him, that's like, yeah, eh. yeah you got the raw, you, you got, got the raw got the deal. Raw yeah. the deal there. It's like, it's like the, you know, the great exchange. You <laughs> Sorry, know. bro. Here you go. Here's my unrighteousness and sin. And yeah, take thing. all of my garbage and I'll take uh, all of your treasure. Your, yeah, yeah, your righteous yeah, things. Yeah. He gets our garbage, we get his gold. Um, ooh, yeah, write that down. Oh, um, well, it's down. All right, and then, you know, so like... Um, you know, for for example, there's there's a there's a few passages that kind of say um, that that emphasize both of these realities that we are in Christ and that Christ is in us. So right. in John six fifty six, whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. And so you got the whole abiding aspect of it. That's yeah. also in yeah. you know John fifteen. Um, and so in First John four uh, thirteen, it says, "By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit." So we have some passages that show both at the same time. There's a bunch of passages that talk about how we are in Christ or Christ is in us. Correct. But the idea is, is because we are. We, let me just say it like this: union with Christ is why we can talk about um, the reality of our regeneration, our forgiveness, our justification, sanctification, perseverance. And really what we ought to do is we ought to do a, a, an episode on union with Christ. No, that'd be good. Let's just do that. We'll do like a, yeah. a little bit of a longer one and just run through everything we know about union with Christ. We can do some reading and um, I think that'll be beneficial for people. Good. Yeah, I like that. All right. So where were we at? Uh, union with, uniting him to his spirit. Ooh. By his spirit. Yep. Uh, revealing to them in and by his word, the mystery of salvation, persuading them to believe and obey. Wow. Let's stop right there. Man, you could stop before every comma. I, I know every comma I could just stop. Re- and I was like, re- ah, this is revealing to them in and by his word, the mystery of salvation, the illuminating work of the Holy Spirit of the life of the yeah. believer. <laughs> that that yeah. you you won't get it. On your own, but I, but I'm but I'm pretty smart. I got, you are I, smart. I, I have a PhD. Well, some you know. You, you don't have a PhD. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, no. have a PhD. Together, if you take your education, my education, and our brains and put us together, we, we might have a master's still of Christian. Yeah, but education. Like, yeah, but like you know, how do you from, like that? From liberty. <laughs> we you love know, you, Liberty. You know, there's like one person out there with a master's of Christian education from like, Liberty. That's not they're like, funny. oh, come, I hey. worked hard. Yeah, enjoy your thirty grand a year. Oh, stop. What, what, what happened? That's more That's more a, you know, a judgment or a criticism of our yes, education system, yeah, not yeah. the individual. No, no, of course not. No, we know awesome people that have that degree. We're joking. We, we basically, um, but I would say this. I oh, met, oh, I, let me say this. I've met some PhDs mm. that don't know as much as people who have master's in Christian education. Yeah. I mean, for real. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Owen I Strayan. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Owen Smart Guy. No, but I have. I met PhDs and I'm like, how, how do you get a PhD you get and this? not... 
because it does the degree doesn't necessarily mean that you've um, that you are where the degree suggests that you should be. Uh, maybe you've put oh. in some good work, you put oh. in some hard work, but oh. I've met some guys that are now. I've also oh. met a lot of PhDs that are wicked smart, wicked smart, like Paul Maxwell. Paul Maxwell's wicked selfwire.org. Yeah, that guy's wicked smart, he's pretty good. All right, so although. He apparently only reads white theologians, though. Oh, stop it, stop it. Let's not talk about that. I don't want to talk about I that saw, right now. I saw it on YouTube. I know. I, on okay. the YouTubes, I don't want to talk about All right, so, so we reveal we it to about? them. Oh, yeah, reveal in, it. And here's the thing. It's, in, it's, not, it's, not about their, it's not about individuals' feelings. It's not their perceptions. Right. It's not their emotions. It's persu- uh, in and by his word. Yeah. Right? The centrality of Scripture uh, as, we're, as we're mining it for God's truth. So... We're to we're to be in the word, and we're talking more than more than Sunday morning corporate gather where the yeah. word of God's already proclaimed. But you know, we're talking about personal devotions. We're talking about community groups or Bible studies. We're talking about discipleship groups. We're just talking about your your accountability groups, your one on ones, your you know group <laughs> of three people, whatever you want to call it. Uh, your band of brothers and your iron sharpens irons, or whatever it might be. Act like men. Act like men. Maybe not that one. Maybe not that one. But. Um, you, sh- you should be in the word. You should continuously be uh, in the word. And as Joe likes to say here, uh, the word should be in you, right? It should be informing you. It should be guiding you. It should be leading you. Uh, it, while you're in a situation, you know, a scripture should be called to mind, right? What I love about this is that it's like we, we crave God to be active in our lives. We crave God to speak. Peak. Yeah, and I, I to, want that and, manifestation and, and, of his <laughs> of his of his mighty power and signs. Okay, so there are there's the, the desire for this is good. It manifests itself in some unhealthy ways. Right? Yeah. So, but we all want God to move. We want to experience His power. We want to we want Him to speak to us to tell us to receive you know gold teeth or gold dust okay. from from the heavens. Oh, gold, you know what? Gold teeth would complement my granny chain real nice. Oh, they'll, so they'll maybe look silver real good. though because no gold. But here's the thing. Um, you want God to speak to you? Yeah. Um, okay, well, the, the typical Reformed answer is he has. It's in his word. Okay, that's a, and that's a good answer. He yeah. has spoken to you. You just need to listen. But also, there is this revelatory aspect. Not not revelation as in new revelation or anything mm. like that. But yeah, good God will reveal to you the mystery of salvation, the, 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 the glorious um, nature of his person and work. God reveals to you the meaning of the word but you have to be in the word you have Correct. to be hearing yep. the word the ministry of the word yep. has, you've got to be in that and it has to be active around you so yeah if you really want to experience uh, God then you must hold on to the word in fact a while ago I did a study on the power of God and one of the things that I noticed was that frequently very frequently the power of God is associated with the ministry of the word Old Testament and New Testament. Mm. Like, you want to experience the power of God? Well, then you better get close to the word because that, that's where the power is. Yeah. At least that's where the power, that's how the power of God is oftentimes demonstrated. It comes through that. So I love that. There's that revelatory experiential aspect to it that uh, we don't need to be afraid of. No. Um, as long as we stick to what God actually says. He reveals the mystery of salvation through the ministry of the word. And not just, not just, the word also not just uh, uh, reveals the mystery of salvation, but persuading us, persuading mm-hmm. them to believe and obey. Yeah. I mean, right there, to believe, to know God, right? Uh it makes him known so that we may believe in him and so that we may obey it it shows us right living i mean what we're talking about here is is the third use of the law mm. 
It's what it does. I mean, the, the, it, and it's like, what I like is that the third use of the law tells us how to live. And then God persuades us to live that way. Yeah. Because we don't want to. No, no. I mean, and if you do want to, that want to is the is the fruit of, of God's grace in your life. Yeah. No, that's right? just by the... the uh, Naturally, I want to punch Jim right in the face. Naturally? That's what you yeah, want to do? Naturally. Naturally? Yeah. yeah. Like, naturally. I just want to, like... Like you slap your face, but well, you know, just so you know, naturally, yeah, I, I want to give you a hug. Well, that doesn't sound right. No, yeah, no, naturally, I just want to. No, give that's you a hug. supernatural. Then no, no, because no. like you are a hurting individual. I'm not hurting. You, you, oh, it's okay, Joe. I'm strong. Joey, I am strong. Joey, don't, ma- don't Joey, question my manhood. It's okay. No, it's not a question about your manhood. I just want really? you to know it's going to be okay, Joe. Really, Joey. I feel. I feel. I feel, this, feel weird right now. You're, you're loved. This is a safe place. <laughs> So like naturally, like we we're just not you know I mean the image we're, of God naturally we're, we're selfish right yeah. now naturally we're self centered and so like this, this whole this whole idea that 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 God would persuade us yeah. to some people is alarming like oh what about my free will what you know like and, and we we've talked about this before at length but let's just say it this way um, when you are persuaded to do something uh, it, that's not like somebody putting a gun to your head and saying you know jump off uh, the building yeah. uh, that's not a persuasion that's that's forced coercion uh, yeah. per, per, a persuasion here is somebody changing your mind right have you ever had your mind changed Jimmy all the time yeah right me too and sometimes oftentimes it's because somebody goes hey dummy uh, you're wrong, yeah. and this is the right and way to do it. Here's why you're wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, so then I've just been persuaded to change my mind. Well, this is much bigger and deeper and more profound than that. But God does persuade us to believe and obey by his word. Mm. So don't worry, everybody. Uh, you know, you're still ultimately making a decision that you want to make without being coerced. But but no, now you're able to make that decision, though. You're, you're finally able to make the right Before decision. Before you were not able to make that decision. Yeah. Now you are able to. Right. Now you've got that freedom True to freedom. Choose. Yeah. yeah. You bunch of slaves whining about how they like their slavery and calling it freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. So governing their hearts by his word and spirit, okay, mm-hmm. and overcoming all their enemies by his almighty power and wisdom. Ooh. Okay, so, <clears throat> well, I think somebody, some people might want to know, like, well, how is it, how is God overcoming our enemies all of our enemies? All of our enemies? Because there are Christians out there that are killed. We just had a bunch of Christians killed again yeah. uh, in another country here. Um, good, like a hundred or something like that. It was crazy. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the on the details right now. But uh, there, we have enemies, and you know sometimes uh, it doesn't feel like we're victorious. No, it doesn't feel like we're living in this victory. Uh, we don't have this easement. We don't have right. for for a number of believers. For a lot of lot of other Christians, they don't have the freedom. You know, in the U.S., we have we have freedom. For a lot of them, they don't have that freedom to express uh, their faith and trust in uh, uh, devotion to God. And it and it, and it's not just. I mean, that's that's a big part of it, right? These actual enemies that you can see yeah. with your eyes. We have the enemies of sin and death itself. Yeah, that's that's we're definitely yeah, we struggle with those all the time. And I think the way to think about this is, you know, what it says that uh, that Jesus is overcoming. Mm-hmm. See how that's present tense, ongoing, overcoming yeah. all of our enemies. Already, his, but not yet. Right. So we, we, we're we beginning to experience it. We're beginning to see their downfall, but we won't see 
their ultimate destruction until the very end. In 1 Corinthians 15, 25, and 26, it says, for, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. So we have the confidence that Jesus, the victorious, resurrected, glorious, um, conquering king, has won. And he is now in the process of overcoming our enemies in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. And we await their final destruction and our final vindication and victory at the return of Christ. So there's hope for us in the midst of this, you know, who are suffering through yeah. what seem, get, which might seem to be for some um, a, a real loss to an enemy. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it, maybe it's, you could think about it in terms of it's the difference between losing a battle, but not the war. Okay. Yeah, because the, the war has already been won. Yeah. Uh, in such manner and ways as are most consonant to his wonderful and unsearchable dispensation. Stop. Oh, so dispensation. Hey, there you go. So MacArthur was right. Hey, Ryrie. Good job. There you go. Yeah. We, hey, Schofield. Joe, we, G, Joe, we need to really. We just became dispensational. Yeah, we need to rethink it right everything. It's right. The 1690s <clears throat> is dispensational. <laughs> so a dispensation is just a period of time in which God acts in a particular way. Um, in general, that's how people would define that. But um, it, what, what this is saying here in this clause is that. That God, in overcoming all of our enemies, um, is doing so in ways that are consistent with his good plan, yeah. right? And so this, this for me, is, is helpful because especially when, like we were just saying, it might feel like you're losing. It might feel like, wow, death is winning. Um, you know, my family is suffering or my, you know, my, my child is hurting or, you know, the church is being torn apart and how it looks like Satan is winning. Well, it, listen, you can't see how it's going to play out in the end right now. You, you know what's going to happen ultimately in principle. But what you have to trust is that what God is doing now uh, is consistent with his good plan to bring about. The, the right thing, the right end. Yeah. So this is just a, a word of comfort, I think, to people that are maybe wondering. But so that plan, though, that he's bringing about is because we've done pretty good, right? Like I, he kind of sees, oh, they're going to do all right. Yeah. I mean, I and think because of that, I'll just go ahead and bestow this. Yeah. This, basically, this God grace has a, and salvation and mercy. God has a chart and uh, mm-hmm. you're like Santa's list. Yeah. Na- naughty or nice. And he's and checking it twice. He's checking it twice. So if you are good, you yeah. get on the nice list, and that's how I think that's, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. As long as your good outweighs your bad, then you're going to be fine. It's, you're, you're it's a scale. I hope there's no new new listeners wondering, like, if we've just lost our mind, Jimmy. What, why is that? I'm just, okay, yeah. read the, okay, all right, fine. It's tongue in cheek, last section here. Uh, uh, and, and all and all of free and absolute grace without any condition foreseen in them to procure it. Now, the, nothing uh, in you, no. nothing in me. This is the, we, we keep going back to this. The confession, <laughs> the confession keeps going back to this, right? To remind us that that God's saving mercies, his his, his saving yeah. work, his his plan to conquer, his plan to support us, his his revealing of the mysteries of salvation to us. The, the all of the things that we have in Jesus are all given to us uh by God's grace. And I it's, it's I love the qualifiers. His free grace, his absolute grace. Um it's not just a little bit of grace, not partial grace. It's like, yeah, well, it's grace, but you know, you gotta do your part too. It's not the Billy Graham, God's done ninety nine percent, you gotta do the one percent. It's not that. Mm-hmm. No, it, it is all free, absolute grace, without any condition foreseen in them to procure it. So God's not looking into the future going, Ah, uh, Jimmy's gonna handle that well, so I'm gonna make sure to be right there with him there we and go. then reward him for being such a good boy. Mm-hmm. He ain't Santa Claus. No. 
So yeah, all of grace, 1689, paragraph eight. So good. Is, is not just, some people look at this and they go, oh, okay, so it's about particular redemption and election. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> that's, that's a big part of it because that's what Jesus did. He died for a particular people. God chose a particular people. But what this is really about is about how God extends grace to his people in profound ways yeah. and in ways that have eternal consequence. And, and that this is something that should be um, bearing fruit in us. I mean, this is the kind of thing where, you know, we ought to be reading through this clause by clause. You know, maybe you're not a systematic theology guy. Maybe, you, maybe you're not the kind of girl that wants to, um, to open up all of these, uh, commentaries or, or um, expositions on the confession, but you should be able to use the confession to move you to look up scripture and to study these themes in yeah. scripture. This is why we produced the 1689confession.com. The 1689confession.com, we wrote it, first of all, we, oh, we want, didn't write it. No, uh, you know, but we, we, we basically, uh, we could have written it. <laughs> we, you know, we made it famous. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we have, um, we wanted to put together a website for the 1689 for two reasons. One, because every online version out there is terrible. Yeah. Sorry, guys. They don't look good. Secondly, uh, we, we really want to encourage people to use it. To use it to vote. Don't just use it to reference something. Like go do it on a daily basis. Uh, spread the word. Tell your friends. Uh, listen, there's no ads on it. There's not. We're not deriving any money from it. We just want you guys to use it because it is so helpful to begin to push you into deeper theology that you might otherwise not know. That's right. So hit uh, the the sixteen eighty nine confession dot com. Get familiar with that. It looks great on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer. All thanks to the great Pastor Brian Malcolm who designed that sucker for us. Yeah, that's right. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctor and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctorMotion.com. You can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video content when available. Merry Christmas. Better have that uh, Ricola. No, get, get out of here. Give me more. Give me more.